This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 105, Submission 1203. The episode of Mr. Ed where he played against the L.A. Dodgers. The episode of Mr. Ed, where he played against the L.A. Dodgers, was the season premiere of the fourth season of Mr. Ed, and it aired on September 29th, 1963, on CBS. A horse is a horse, of course. Of course, of course. No one can talk to a horse. Of course. Of course. Here's the big man. Well, we've already talked about Mr. Ed on this podcast. Yeah, of course. The of course, of course, of course, the famous Palomino who can talk to Wilbur Post, whoever Wilbur Post would be. Yeah, whoever was Alan Younger, whoever that guy was in the Mr. Ed 2004 pilot. We don't talk about that pilot. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Sherman Hemsley made that pilot. No, we're not talking about that show. We're not talking about that version. We're talking about the OG version. Yeah. And we've mentioned we're going to talk about the series of Mr. Ed doing human things during the course of the show. This is the first episode where we're going to talk about Mr. Ed doing human things. I, if I'm not mistaken, this isn't the first time that Mr. Ed was <laughs> was you look at him and think <laughs> that horse thinks he's people. Neither do they know that Mr. Ed can do anything. Oh yes, Mr. Ed can't do anything. He can literally do anything. Of course, only Wilbur Post knows to the extent of what he can and can't do. And I guess if we're going to go to the story of all of this, we might as well go, well, you already know the story about Mr. Ed. He's a Palomino who can talk, but he only talked to Wilbur Post. And everybody thought he was crazy for doing so. You know, for a horse, you'd think he would want to talk to everybody and say, hey, look at me, I'm a talking horse. Yeah, well, I guess not. No. But, uh, yeah, again, uh, again, and, and instead of moving out to the country like they did in 2004, Mr. Ed was brought to Los Angeles. Now, why would why would you bring a horse to Los Angeles? I don't know, good weather. Good weather, nice schools, all the hay you could eat. I don't know. Is there a lot of hay in Los Angeles? No, there is not. No. And the thing of it is, you know, we all accept the fact that Mr. Ed can talk as just one of those things. In fact, throughout the course of the series, his talking ability or his ability to do other things, of which we will talk about on other episodes, is never quite explained. It is brought up in the first episode and Mr. Ed only offers this. And this is the only time it's ever mentioned. Don't try. It's bigger than the both of us. Okay. You say yeah. so, Ed. All right. And we're just supposed to accept that. See, in 2020, you somebody, a, a horse, a talking horse, makes that comment, and you just look at him and say, 
Okay, and we're supposed to accept this? 1963 was a much different time. Yeah, it really was. But, of course. So, we had the fourth season premiere of Mr. Ed in 1963. And this would be right around the time of the end of the regular season. So, everyone's in the mood for World Series fever at this point. And what better way to have World Series fever than have an episode revolving around baseball? Oh, but yes. Yeah. But, of course, this being Mr. Ed, it couldn't just be any regular episode about baseball. It needs to be about... Uh, it needs to be about the home team. He has to meet the Los Angeles Dodgers. And it turns out, because this is a synopsis of the episode, Ed is a really big Dodgers fan. Oh, yeah. Ed's got the hat. When we see him at the start of the episode, he's got portraits of all the Dodger players. He's got Dodger pennants. And he's watching the Dodger game with Vince Scully on the play-by-play. Vince Scully. Now, there's an American treasure. Don't be surprised if he comes up later on in this podcast, in the life of this podcast, because, yeah. So Ed is watching a Dodgers game. A Dodgers game against the Giants is the first game of a doubleheader at Candlestick Park. And he notices some weakness on the lineup. Yeah, he notices that Moose Gowan is having a problem when he's coming up the bat. He thinks he could give somebody some advice here. Somebody some advice. And he's just going over in his head who he can talk to about this sort of thing. And, well, do you want to just play the clip? Well, hold up. We're skipping over the fact that he's that Ed's pissed over that the Dodgers lost. So the first game of the doubleheader happens, the Dodgers lose, and Ed is just, like, so angry. He's like, oh... I guess I should just move over to San Francisco. No! And root for a winning team. And Ed is so pissed, he goes over by the TV and uses his mouth to take the plug out. He's like, oh, I'm through. That is the uh, 1960s version of a Florida man punching out his plasma screen TV after a Dolphins loss. Yeah, and then he's so angry, he like kicks the the door in his board and knocks some of the pictures over. And then Ed's like, yeah, that's where you belong, you bums, in the cellar. And then Wilbur comes out and is like, Ed, what's going on? And Mr. Ed's like, those bums should have stayed in Brooklyn. Whoa. That is hard. Careful, man. Careful. Oh, my God. But Wilbur lets Ed know that he has tickets to the next three games of the Dodgers' upcoming homestand. And then Ed tries to show Wilbur what the Dodgers are doing wrong. If I could only give them a few tips before that second game starts. You! What does a horse know about baseball? I know, I know, you played in the Pony League. Wilbur, uh, there's a broom there by the door. Pick it up, will you? Okay. What's for? I want to show you what they're doing wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> How's this, coach? Raise your right shoulder. 
Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Now hold your bat over your shoulder. And, and now swing out nice and level with the ground. <laughs> but, oh, here's the problem, though, Chico. Uh, tell me what the problem is, Greg. Wilbur's wife booked a trip to Palm Springs. Oh. So there's a dilemma here. Wilbur's wife has booked a trip to Palm Springs, but Wilbur has tickets to the Dodgers' next homestand. Oh, vacation in Palm Springs? Dodger game. What's a horse owner to do? But Ed's thinking, there has to be a way I can let someone at the Dodgers know about what's going wrong, and I can try to fix the problem. So what does Ed do? What does Ed do? Ed uses his mouth to get the phone and asks the operator to contact Candlestick Port for the second game of the doubleheader. They lose the first game. The second game hasn't happened yet. Yeah. He's trying to tell the Dodgers for the second game, look, Moose Galwin is having trouble. He has a solution to how to fix Moose Galwin's problems at the plate. So he's trying to contact Leo DeRocher. And if you don't know who Leo DeRocher is, let me tell you about Leo DeRocher. Sit down. Greg's about to give you a lesson. Yeah, let me give you a lesson about Leo DeRocher, one of the most famous managers in baseball history. Okay, so Leo DeRocher originally was the manager of the Dodgers back when they were in Brooklyn from 1939 to 1946. But he was suspended for a year in 1947 because he had an affair with an actress by the name of Lorraine Day. And you know why that was a big deal? Why was that a big deal, Greg? Because Lorraine Day was married. Ooh, that is a big deal. Yes, and it drew immense criticism from the Catholic Youth Organization in Brooklyn, which was very influential and had a big relationship with the Dodgers. So... Leo DeRocher was suspended for the 1947 season. He came back in 1948 to manage the Dodgers, but there's still some things simmering from that. Around middle of the 48 season, he leaves the Dodgers to manage the crosstown rival New York Giants. Oh. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Yeah. And then it gets even more painful if you're a Dodgers fan, because what would happen three years later? The shot heard round the world, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the famous Bobby Thompson home run. Breaker throws. That was a long drive. It's going to be, I believe, the Giants won the pennant. 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 For the record, Greg did have to remind me of that before the show. So Apparently he thinks the shot heard around the world was something else. Hey, somebody gives me the shot heard around the world, I think about basketball. Not the Revolutionary War? No. Oh. I think about basketball. All right. Now, Leo DeRoshi would win a World Series in 1954 with the Giants sweeping the heavily favored Cleveland Indians, and he would leave the Giants following the 1955 season. So, okay. So, Leo DeRocher went on to become a color commentator for NBC. But in the 1960s, the old coaching bug hit again, and he was back in the majors coaching. So, when the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to L.A., 
Leo DeRocher, who is a celebrity in his own right, because he's married to a famous actress. Yep. So what happens? They make him the assistant coach. Because remember, at the time, Walter Alston was the manager of the Dodgers around this time. So Leo joined the Dodgers coaching staff in 1961 as one of Walter Alston's assistants. And obviously a big boost if you're trying to sell tickets in Los Angeles with Dodgers stadium about to come into the league in 1962. You're looking for a big draw for your new stadium. Who better than Leo DeRocher? Right. And again, you said he was a really popular guy, if I'm not mistaken. Judging, he was, what is that? What was, he was known for something. He was known for the whole nice guys finish last sentiment. Oh, yes. He was, he was known for putting butts in seats and putting balls in the neighbor's yard, so to speak. Yeah. That's why they called him Leo the Lip, because he was very talkative. And you could see that because his fame would get him guest appearances on sitcoms. He appeared on The Munsters in an episode Mm -hmm. in 1965 where he believes that, oh, my God, this could be be an entry of itself because I'm reading the title of this. I'm getting the list out. Oh, DeRocher believes Herman is the next Mickey Mantle when he sees the towering monster hit long home runs. Okay, that would be... Uh, got it. Okay. And, of course, he would, in that same year, in 1963, back in April, Leo appeared in the episode of the Beverly Hillbillies where he played golf with Jed Clampett and Jethro Bodine and tries to sign Jethro to a baseball contract after discovering Jethro has a strong pitching arm. Because, of course he does. Jethro has an arm on him. You should, you should sign him. Yeah, put him in that rotation with Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the jokes write themselves, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let's get back to the episode. Mr. Ed gets on the phone in the dugout as Bruce Scowin picks up the phone and asks Leo, hey, this, there's a call on the phone. It's for you. And Leo DeRocher says, oh, don't tell me I got traded to the Mets. Because remember, folks, 19, yep. 1963, the Mets would have just come into the league at this point, and they were known back then, not exactly winning. They wouldn't actually start to get good until, like, Tom Seaver joined. And then they won the series in 69 against the Orioles. So Mr. Ed talks to Leo DeRoche and says, hey, Leo, Moose Gowan's having some trouble at the plate. I have an idea of how to fix it. So Mr. Ed tells Leo DeRoche how to fix the problem. And Leo DeRoche is like, yeah, whatever. And he hangs up. And then as Moose Gowan comes up to plate, Leo's like, hey, you know what? That guy's right. And then it turns out what happens the Dodgers win the game. So the Dodgers win the game. So now Leo DeRocher wants to meet whoever gave him that advice. Yes. So here's the thing. Mr. Ed called pretending to be Wilbur. Leo DeRocher calls the house and talks to Wilbur. And is like, hey, wait a minute. Your voice sounds very different from when I talked to you. Good morning, Ed. Yeah, good morning. It's always a good morning after my Dodgers win. <laughs> you see, Ed, you were so worried. Leo DeRocher didn't need your help. Oh, no. It just so happens I called Candlestick Park last night. You... 
I don't believe it. Wait till you get your phone, Bill. <laughs> Leave the phone alone. Hello? This is Leo DeRocher. This Mr. Post? Uh, yes, this is me. Your voice sounded different last night. Deeper. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's because I was calling you from my living room. It's a sunken living room. Sunken living room? Well, I wanted to, you know, we just arrived in L.A., uh, and I wanted to thank you for that tip you gave me about Moose Scour. It won the game for us. Well, you, uh, you don't have to thank me. I, uh, I just did what any other American would do. Oh, are you a, a, a ball player, Mr. Post? Are you a coach? No, no. I'm an architect. An architect? Well, how did you spot what the moose was doing wrong? Well, as an architect, I, uh, I have an eye for angles and curves. You see, I, I figured that moose would get more leverage if he met the ball on a declining arc. That's the principle of Archimedes. Archimedes? What team is he playing with? Archimedes was a Greek mathematician. Oh, sure, sure. Any school kid knows that. So Leo DeRocher invites Wilbur to the game and says, Hey, Wilbur, you can go to watch BP and you can help give advice. It's like, okay, but here's the problem, though. But remember, Wilbur and his wife booked a trip to Palm Springs. And that's on the same day as the game that Leo DeRocher invites Wilbur to. Yes, but, oh. Mr. Ed has figured out a way to get around this. As he does, because it's Mr. Ed. So he goes on the phone, tells Wilbur's wife, oh, it's, it's raining in Palm Springs. It's, uh, <laughs> it's raining in Palm Springs. You shouldn't be able to you shouldn't go to Palm Springs. And then it's like, she's like, oh, okay. And then she lets Wilbur know. That's raining in Palm Springs. And so Wilbur's like, oh, it's raining in Palm Springs. I guess I can go to the game now. And so Wilbur lets Mr. Ed know, hey, it's raining in Palm Springs. And Mr. Ed's like, oh, really? Wink, wink. I'm trying to figure this out because if I'm not mistaken, Palm Springs is just a couple hours out from Los Angeles. So if it was raining in Palm Springs, it would be raining in Los Angeles to an extent. Yeah. You'd think so. You would think yeah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> People will believe anything Mr. Ed tells them. Oh, yeah. People will believe it. Except okay. he can only talk to Wilbur, so. Yeah. So, remember, Mr. Ed said to Wilbur's wife on the phone, that it was the worst flash flood in history in Palm Springs. Worst flash flood in history. And Wilbur's like, how'd you know that? Call it intuition. So Wilbur and Mr. Ed go over their plan to at the game. So Wilbur's going to bring Mr. Ed with him to the Dodger game. He's going to bring Mr. Ed to the... Because obviously, Mr. Ed has... Because by this moment, Mr. Ed would have explained to Wilbur, yeah, it was me, so... Yeah. So so what their plan is, they're going to communicate with each other through sign language. And Mr. Ed's going to give Wilbur advice to tell the Leo DeRocher how to fix the Dodger players. But 
Mr. Ed doesn't. You know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try to figure oh, that one out. Well, Wilbur could probably read Mr. Ed's lips. Well, he's had three years of practice. Yeah, but uh, Mr. Ed's so excited that he's gonna be going to the game. He's like, I can't wait to meet all my favorite Dodgers. Well, hey. wait, 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 wait. You know oh. what? Let's Play have, the clip. Yeah, let's have Play the clip. Let's have the man. Let's have the horse. Let's have Save the horse. Say it himself. Gee, I'm going to meet my favorite Dodgers. Willie Davis. Donnie Roseboro. Scourin and the old strikeout king Sandy Colfax. Ed, you're a lucky horse. <laughs> Let's go, Wilbur. Okay, Chico. Here's the biggest issue I have with this scene. Um, among many, who is clapping in the scene? Who is clapping? As Mr. Ed is naming all, and why is he pausing? Is Mr. Ed hearing the clapping? He's 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 dreaming of the clapping because you know he's also dreaming of the players. Oh yeah, he he can't wait to meet Willie Davis, Johnny Rosboro, Moose Scowen, and of course the old strikeout the, king, the old Sandy. strikeout king Sandy Koufax. And then he looks in the mirror and says, Oh, gee, Ed, you're such a lucky horse. Okay, so we're at Dodger Stadium. Leo DeRocher's giving his players what for because the sun was in his eyes. Yeah, he's telling Willie Davis to take, take batting practice if the sun's in your eyes. Because last night you said it was the moon. And Leo DeRocher finally meets Wilbur and Mr. Ed. And, and Wilbur, he wants the horse to stay. Yeah, Obviously. because I have a question. Now, I know this is 1963, and I know we haven't established that security at ballparks is the best thing in the world. No. Well, again, re- just remember, it wasn't as recently as 1984 this wasn't an issue. Oh, yeah. Because if you remember last week, huh? Oh, yeah. They let Punky and Henry into Wrigley Field despite having counterfeit tickets with, like, no problem whatsoever. But I'm, I'm like, the Dodger Stadium security guy sees Wilbur and Mr. Ed, and he's like, okay, you have a horse eh. with you. I'll, I'll just let you in. There's not, there, he hasn't quite, probably didn't question it. Probably like, okay, whatever. You got a horse. I'll let you in. I, and nobody at Dodger Stadium had a problem. Nobody has a problem with this. I, I know it's California, but I mean, come on. You'd think, like, what, Walter O'Malley would be like, there's a horse in my ballpark? And he's eating your turf. He's eating your turf. I told you the turf in Los Angeles is something else, just saying. You don't know what's in that turf. Oh, true story, okay? Okay. Right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a true story here. Tell me a true story. Okay, Vince Scully, I think, has told this story. There's a good book about the pennant race between the Giants and Dodgers the previous year of this episode back in 1962 called Chasing October. Now, 1962 was the year Dodger Stadium opened. They were worried that the grass wouldn't be good enough for opening day. Mm -hmm. So Vince Scully, I believe, has told this story about how 
Walter O'Malley went to like somebody in Hollywood like, okay, what should we do about grass? So Walter O'Malley went to somebody who was an expert on this sort of thing, and he said, all right, here's what you do. Paint the grass green. And sure enough, that's what they did. They painted the grass green. So Miss Red could be eating paint right now. He could, for all we know, Mr. Ed could be eating grass that was painted green. Meanwhile, we have uh, Wilbur making cracks about his wife. Yeah, for because she doesn't know that uh, there yeah. isn't really the worst flood in, like, yeah. ages in Palm Springs. Yeah, and Leo DeRosa wants to sign Wilbur as a scout of some sort. And Mr. Ed's getting kind of tired of being overlooked for his genius. Yeah, they're just like, what's this What's this horse doing here? Like, who cares? We just want to talk to Wilbur because he knows, he knows all the secrets. And that angers Mr. Ed. Mm-hmm. So one of the things he does is, well, take batting practice off of Sandy Koufax. Oh, yeah. The strikeout king himself, Sandy <laughs> Koufax. But wait a minute, Chico. Mr. Ed against how how is this possible? How is a horse gonna go up to bat against Sandy Koufax? Never you mind. Oh and I, I know. Get... he has the barrel of the bat in his mouth. Oh yeah. I thought you would figure this out, but I'm like, how is everybody okay with this? They're like, Oh yeah, this is funny. Mr. This horse coming up to bat. This will be funny for the papers. Oh yeah, it's always about it's always about the papers for you kids. That don't, for you kids that don't know, this was like a newspapers were like a thing people would actually read back in the day. Yeah, and not only does Ed hit the ball off of Sandy Kopax, he round, he touches them all. Including an epic slide to home. I wish it was a video podcast so you could see it. Oh, it's such a great slide that Johnny Roseboro literally jumps. He literally jumps on top of the batting cage as Mr. Ed is sliding. He's like, no, I don't want none of this. (laughs) And and this is going to become a theme here. Everyone's cool with this. Everyone is fine with the fact that, oh, my God, this horse has hidden inside the parkour barn off Sandy Koufax. So we're into the epilogue of the episode now. And Wilbur had explained everything to Carol. And naturally, she's not buying it. No. Until Mr. DeRocher shows up. Yeah, and Oh, yeah, by the way, Leo DeRocher also has season tickets in his hands. Oh, that's great. What can you say except the Dodgers win the third game and clinch the pennant. Oh, that's great. That's nice. And, of course, the Dodgers in 1963 would go on to win the National League pennant. And they would actually go on to sweep the Yankees in the World Series in 1963 to win their second championship in Los Angeles. Yep, all of this is available in archives. So. Yeah, all, all this is available in archives. But, you know, I, I hope Mr. Ed got a World Series rig. 
I couldn't tell you if he did or not. This is something that somebody at Major League Baseball knows about because it's actually listed on a Major League Baseball website. Mr. Ed tries out for the Dodgers. I guess he needs to work on his base running, though. Can't be missing second. He really can't miss second base. Oh, yeah, that's what Wilbur says to Leo DeRocher. It's not that impressive. He didn't touch second base. Yep. And that's just that's just elementary. I mean, I know Mr. Ed is supposed to be the smartest horse alive, but and I know he's supposed to know all about everything, especially about the Dodgers. But if you don't touch, you should probably know that you can't be making those rookie mistakes. No. <laughs> well, what else do we got to say about Mr. Ed playing baseball? We know uh, what happened on the field, and we know what happened in real life. So what else can we say except... Wait, hold up, Chico. Oh, God. Am I, I going to get what for now? You know what that sound means, Chico, when I say, hold up, Chico. I think I do. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. It's time for eBay Price is Right. Yeah, buddy. Hit the music. Okay, so you are bidding on a World Series program, and this is from 1963, and the item description is 1963 World Series Game 3 program, Dodgers, Don Drysdale, three-hit shutout win, scored. So this is a World Series program from Dodger Stadium in 1963, from Game 3, and we know it's from Game 3 because the program is scored on, and it's a Don Drysdale three-hit shutout win. So you are bidding on the buy-it-now price for this item. And the clock will start, Chico, when you give your first bid. Dollars and cents, please, like last time. Okay. $50. Higher. $75. Higher. $100. $100. Higher. $200. Lower. $150. Higher. $175. Higher. $189.99. Higher. $199.99. Got it. $1977. 10 seconds to spare. $200 for a 1963 World Series program from Dodger Stadium. Scored. Not unscored. Scored. What I want to know, because, you know, does it mention Mr. Ed's role in all of this? No, I don't think so. Uh, in that case, you overpaid for it. Yeah, you definitely overpaid for it. Uh, well. Hmm. At least you can get something for free at it was a thing on TV.com. You're going to find all of our past episodes, more about the show, more about us, all of our social feeds, and of course, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. But Chico, our next episode will be a Monday. And it'll be the day before. Uh, well, it's all, it's almost come upon us, Chico. Yep. It's, 
It's like either Joe Biden's going to win the presidency or I'm going to have to find somewhere to live for the next four years. Yeah. Well, as we keep hitting refresh on the 538 tracker to see what the percentage like, is on. It was, t- it was this, it hasn't changed in the last five minutes, you obsessive monster. Yeah, as as far as we know right now, it's still buying at 87%. So it's like, okay, nothing's going to change now. What makes you think it's changed in the last hour? We have an election special, and we're yeah. also going to have a palate cleanse, which we don't know. And here's the thing about the palate cleanse. We don't know what it is yet. We are thinking about what we're going to do for the Thursday episode. Who knows? The action might still be in dispute by the time the Thursday <laughs> episode airs, or it'll already be done, and we'll be like, ah, oh, can you believe we were like, oh, oh, this election might take forever to get settled? Who knows? It's all a mystery. It's all a mystery. It's all a mystery. Whatever happens, you're going to hear about it right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Row! That's the smartest horse I ever saw. Well, he's not so smart. He forgot to touch second base. <laughs>